We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Music has the ability to mean many things to many people. It can soothe, entertain, and inspire, and it can do all at the same time. There's a local musical organization that puts all to good use. Its name is the Cornerstone Chorale and Brass, 20 singers, 8 instrumentalists, and a narrator. This touring ensemble from St. Louis puts a musical lens on encouraging people to make a difference. It will be performing here a week from tomorrow, then take its message across much of the country. With me to tell us more are Bruce Van Tyne, is the creator and director of the ensemble. His wife, Cindy, is an alto and with the chorale. And soprano Talia All is embarking on her fifth tour with Cornerstone. Thank you all so much for being here. Nice Thanks for having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce, let me begin with you. Uh, this all started in 1988, I believe. And I gather you were a man with a mission at that time. Yes. Um, I had seen... Uh, how effective narrative choral music programs could be. Uh, and uh, very often they've been focused on Christmas. Uh, but I got the idea of doing a Thanksgiving type of a program uh, with a social justice message uh, so that we could touch people's hearts. Um, the program is really a, a program about compassion and urging people to live their faith at a higher level of commitment, especially in reaching out to the poor. Yeah, what, what inspired you to do that at that particular time? Well, there were a number of things. Um, my uh, mentor, Paul Christensen at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota, uh, Paul res, uh, retired at that time, uh, and I started to think about uh, what I was doing and what I might like to do. Uh, and uh, his retirement uh, put in my mind the idea of a professional choir doing a narrative program because he used to do narrative Christmas programs. And Cindy, what was going through your mind when all of this was going on? Well, it was interesting because, well, Bruce was on the faculty at the University of Missouri-St. Louis mm -hmm. at the time. And um, with, a, with a university group, you can do only so much, but when you start getting into religious um, aspects of it, you're confined. And so he wanted to be freer to do the program that he really wanted to do. And we were just talking one night, and he said, you know what I'd really like to do? I said, yeah, you'd like to do a professional group, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. That you could just, you could do it however you wanted. So there it was. But there it was. Did you have to leave the university as a result of this? The university was very generous with me. Um, I had a sabbatical uh, that was coming after seven years, or I actually it was nine years or something when I used it. Um, but uh, then they also granted me a couple of leaves of absence with partial teaching or no teaching uh, to work on building the Cornerstone Chorale and Brass. And... Uh, uh, I'm very grateful to the university, always will be, for that uh, little nudge <laughs> to follow my dream. And is your association continuing with the university? 
Not, not really. Other than we have lots of friends there and acquaintances, and uh, you had to choose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ultimately, it came to a Ultimate, choice. Well, I felt I didn't want my teaching to slide, mm-hmm. uh, and wanted to focus on this project, which was was very exciting. And uh, our performers come from all over the United States. We always have a core of people from St. Louis. Uh, but uh, Talia is from Atlanta, and uh, we've got people from Los Angeles this year, and New York, and Chicago, and and uh, really all over the country. Let's talk for a moment with Talia. Uh, Talia, this is your fifth go-round with this group, right? It, it is indeed. What is it uh, for you? Is it the music or the message that, that keeps you coming back? Well, it, nothing anyone ever does is for one reason. Mm-hmm. Um I was living in New York when I first um, saw the audition posting and submitted for it and, um, and, and booked it. And I was so excited um, not only to be singing. Of course, I was uh, elated to be singing and singing beautiful music. I had um, studied at Louisiana State University with Dr. Kenneth Fulton and had an excellent choral education and um, always, always enjoyed singing choral music and particularly sacred choral music. Um, the re- I grew up singing in churches and the resonance in, um, in those settings is so glorious and makes you feel that much closer to heaven. And then when I came, when I came to the tour for the first time and saw what the program truly was, it's just a wonderful, it's such a wonderful message um, to show to people, um, to, to touch people f- where they are um, the most vulnerable. Music can touch mm-hmm. us where we are most vulnerable and really catch you in, in ways that you, um, that you want to challenge yourself but might be uncomfortable doing on your own. And mm-hmm. when that music gets into your soul the way that it does, can really encourage it in a new way. You have a beautiful voice, and I want to give our audience a chance to hear some of it. We have a couple of selections that we can play portions of, but Bruce, why don't you tell me a little something about Go Now and Love One Another. That song uh, is kind of your theme song, as I understand it. Um, I used it first with Cornerstone uh, after the 9-11 events in 2001. Uh, I had written the melody some years before with a slightly different text, Uh, but I felt that uh, uh, when we were on tour in 2001, right after 9-11, that we needed a sense of healing, Uh, and uh, this text, Go Now and Love One Another, made sense to me. Uh, It's a uh, uh, kind of a pomp and circumstance kind of a melody that sticks with you. Uh, but what I like to do is take a counter melody, which is the theme that we're doing on a particular year. Could be a hymn tune, could be a folk melody, could be something that I write, but that carries the, the more specific message uh, for that year. And I like to take that theme and set it against Go Now and Love One Another. And that's where I uh, have employed uh, Talia quite often, uh, because at the end of the program, uh, she does this soaring high soprano uh, above the, the melody as it goes on. We'll have a chance to hear that soaring high uh, soprano right at the beginning. Let's, uh, let's give a listen.
very, very beautiful, Bruce. Mm -hmm. And again, the big voice coming from the little lady tell you that's your beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank you. When did you start studying? Um, well, I started studying um, classical voice at age 15. Um, I had an excellent um, voice teacher and program uh, where I grew up outside of Atlanta um, with Dr. Franklin Green. He was a magnificent choral um, conductor and voice teacher, and I studied with him. But I've been singing since my mother said I used to sing myself to sleep in my crib, and I started <laughs> performing in church with my family at about age four. Well, so you've been, <laughs> at, it, you've been at it for a couple of years. <laughs> Quite a while. And Cindy, we can't leave you out of this discussion with okay. regard to performing because you perform also as an alto. Is that I do. correct? Yes, I do. Have you been with it since the beginning? Yes, absolutely. Every tour. <laughs> and aside, aside from the fact that Bruce uh, got this whole thing going uh, 30, 30 years ago now, what about you? What, uh, what is more important to you, the, the music or the message, as I asked uh, him earlier? Um, I think both. Yeah. As Talia had said, my degree is in music, so I, I'm trained in voice and organ and enjoy singing very much. But the message, it's a, music is such a powerful way to get a message across. Mm-hmm. It touches people at a deeper level than just the message, I think. That was something that I wanted to talk about, uh, Bruce, the, the, the ability of music to do that sort of thing, to, to nourish what the message that you're trying to uh, to, to uh, impart? Yes. Well, how, it, how does it do that? I think it's uh, it has to do with um, the spiritual side of us, in the sense that that when we are moved by beautiful music um, and take the time to listen, uh, I think uh, that it it uh, uh, nurtures our emotions and nurtures our uh, compassion and uh, empathy maybe is a good word for that. Uh, That's really what Cornerstone is about. We are about uh, uh, helping people empathize uh, with the situation of so many people around our country and the world. (laughs) And the world. Who are your audiences typically? Typically our audiences are uh, churches uh, around the country. Um, mostly, uh, I would say, the mainline churches, uh, but we have been in churches of all denominations and some non-denominational churches as well. We've actually done 463 performances uh, around the U.S. and Canada since starting in 1988. Cindy, how do the audiences typically respond? Very positively. They're very excited. And I'm often out uh, after the concert at a a recording table, a table where we sell recordings, CDs. And so I get to um, talk with a lot of audience members afterwards who are very enthusiastic enthusiastic and thanking us for for the ministry, for the work that we're doing, and for the beautiful music and a wonderful concert. Talia, do you have opportunities to uh, to talk to the audiences after performing? Um, I... I am not in the same um, group that stands at the table and gets to talk to um, most of the audience members, but in a lot of our um, host churches, we spend some time um, with individual members from the church, and so I do get some 
uh, I do get to have some time talking with them, and it has it is always a positive response. And and so often, um, they're so touched, and it's just so unusual um, what they what. The, the, that they have not been exposed to a program like that where you get the music and the narration and the encouragement to reach out to those disenfranchised, those marginalized um, people not like you and um, or just like you <laughs> in a different situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I get to see their uh, reaction to the challenge within themselves, and they it is always positive, as Cindy said as well. I'm, I'm told that uh, you're now in the middle of a week-long series of intensive rehearsals. How Italia, in- how intensive are they? <laughs> well, um, I mean, people go to a nine-to-five job, and we have nine-to-four rehearsals every day. It's um, it's pretty standard as far as professional music is concerned um, when you are you are going to put in a lot of hours of rehearsal and um, if that is condensed into a short period of time, those hours get um, condensed in each days but um, but it's never it never feels overwhelming or um, overwork. It, it doesn't feel that way ever. Cindy, do you agree with that? <laughs> you, I do. You're there too. It's hard work. Some people have called it vocal boot camp, <laughs> but it's uh, and you do have to be careful. You have to kind of gauge gauge yourself so you don't over overwork your voice. Well, that Bruce, that's where you come in. One of the ways in which you come in, you have to be careful of these voices, don't you? Absolutely, and we we do take uh, some breaks uh, within that time. Well, that's of good to hear. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, these people are very sharp individuals and, uh, for the most part, know enough to save their instruments during this uh, yeah. intensive five days a week. Are they volunteers? No, they are paid uh, an honorarium. Um, it's a significant honorarium. It's not uh, mm-hmm. uh, expansive or uh, extravagant, uh, but they are paid. Uh, they receive the out-of-town people, receive transportation, fly into St. Louis for the five days, and and then their costs are covered on the road, either by hosts or or uh, uh, funds. You're on the road for a month, is that correct? A little three more? and a half weeks, yes. Three, three and a half weeks. We are close the, to union wages. We are close to union wages. The, the theme this time is, is really quite appropriate because an, a, a movie has just come out about John Glenn called First Man, yeah. and the moon landing is your theme for this time around, correct? Yes. Um, the year that uh, um, Neil Armstrong stepped onto the moon, uh, I believe it was 1969, July of 1969, uh, Archibald MacLeish, a famous poet, uh, wrote the text, to see the earth as it truly is, small, blue, and beautiful, is to see ourselves as brothers and sisters in the eternal cold. I mentioned John Glenn. I should have said Neil Armstrong because that's what the movie is about. <laughs> yeah. John Glenn also did a little work up there, but uh, yes, didn't, absolutely. didn't make that particular movie out of it. Well, I want to thank you all so much for being with us. I know you're going to have a wonderful tour. Bruce Van Tyne, founder of the Cornerstone Chorale and Brass, and Chorale members, his wife Cindy. Thank you, Cindy, for being with us. And Soprano Talia all. A reminder, the Chorale will be performing the evening of October 23rd at 7 o'clock at the Ledoux 
Blue Chapel on Clayton Road. That's going to be quite a concert, I'm sure. You're going to be Thank ready you. for it after this week of intensive uh, rehearsals? Yes, and might I just mention that we could not have done this without Dick and Mary Ann Shaw, St. Louis supporters. Alrighty, well, again, congratulations on what you've done and what you're going to be doing. Thank you. Thank you.